0: Psalm 117, here's the reading of the word. Praise the Lord, all nations. Extol him, all peoples. For great is his steadfast love toward us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. This is God's word. Good morning. (laughs) My name is Michael Allen. I'm one of the elders here at Grace Point. This morning I'm talking, I'm speaking on a topic that's near and dear to my heart that of missions. Today we'll walk through Psalms 117, overview the missions program here at Grace Point, and share some important stories from our Moldova trip and Somebody Cares as we look to ignite a renewed passion and energy for the mission program in the new building in 2018. Please, uh, before we begin, let's bow our heads and open up in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gifts you've given us through missions. We thank you for the ability to praise you through our missions walk. We thank you for, the, for your love towards us that we can share with others. Your faithfulness endures forever, and we are charged to share your word with others through our daily missions. We gather here today in your name to renew our passion for missions, all nations and the lost. We ask that you not only bring new people closer to Christ through missions, but you also refine our hearts as we serve and give back for your cause. Lord, thank you for laying on my heart these words, and I I share today, and help our community to receive and share these gifts of missions and love in the coming year. We ask this in your name. Amen. In the summer of 2009, the Lord set a challenge in front of me. He challenged me to stop acting like a single, immature, post-college male and start acting my age. At the time, I was attending Riverside Assembly to God, living in Methuen with my roommate, Dan, and looking for God's next call of action on my life. I was given the opportunity to serve in an international missions trip to, trip to El Salvador to serve the fatherless generation of children at the, in the capital, San Salvador, with a missions called Castillo del Rey. Our plan was to meet the night before we left, sleep at the church, leave all together on a bus down to Boston, at the crack of dawn, fly from Boston to San Antonio, then San Antonio to San Salvador. So we all met, barely slept at all, felt like a youth group (laughs) all-nighter. Then we got to Logan at the crack of dawn to find out that our flight was delayed. Okay, I'm thinking, here we go. Not a big deal. We get routed on a later plane that day to arrive late into San Antonio. We find that we missed our daily flight into San Salvador. The airline couldn't get us on another flight to the next day, so we, had, we would need to sleep in the airport. You remember those good old days, right? <laughs> so you all know what happens when a group gets off on, on a trip with a series of bad news like this. Everyone starts complaining and kind of making a big deal about it. Well, as tired, taxed, and unable to control our situation as we all were individually, God was preparing us for the journey ahead. Miraculously, our group leader, after some pleading, with the man, some pleading and help from the man upstairs, he was able to get us all a comp night at one of the nicer hotels in San Antonio. So we all raced to the hotel to get some shut-eye before the following afternoon's flight. We decided to meet in the morning, refocus our efforts on the trip ahead, pray through the challenges we briefly faced over the last 72 hours, and the bigger challenges we would face over the next five days, as our trip was a bit shorter than we had planned. The trip was amazing. We were able to see many children give their lives to Christ in the streets. I sharpened my Spanish with all the locals. And we witnessed a few gang members through a soccer tournament with Castillo del Rey. I made friends with locals like Henry Perez, uh, who I still keep in touch with on Facebook, who at the time was a student who now pastors a local church with his wife in San Salvador. God did amazing things for me on that trip that year. You see, missions will stretch you, physically going somewhere you don't normally go, mentally doing things you don't normally do, spiritually letting God take the reins. Temporarily, we let go of control, we let go of our family, we let go of our familiarities. We let him transform our walk and enhance our faith and dependence in him. We share our love for others through what we say and what we communicate. That's the love of Christ that he gave us, gave to us on the cross. If you ask my wife about the trip, she would agree with most of what I just said. <laughs> but she would also say my, that my faith was not quite as strong as I would have liked when I returned that summer. Because I was a, little, a bit paranoid going in for multiple doctor's appointment checks when, I, when what seemed to her like a normal cold seemed to me like I had carried the first version of the swine flu in from San Salvador (laughs) when I got back. When you're going forth in God, the devil knows it, and he will do all he can to upset the apple cart. We have to remain steadfast in Christ, anchored in the power of the Holy Spirit, and let our natural spiritual gifts develop. Paul reminds us in Philippians 4.13, I can do everything in Christ who gives me strength. Today I will explore the three points of missions. As you can see behind me, what is missions, why we do missions, and how we do missions. So let's start with point number one. What is missions? What's the definition of missions? An important assignment carried out for political, religious, or commercial purposes, involving, typically involving travel, consisting of, one, a group of people sent on a journey, or two, an organization or institution involved in a long-term assignment in a foreign country. Two, the vocation or calling of a religious organization, especially a Christian one, to go out into the world and spread its faith. And three, a strongly felt aim, ambition, or calling. What does missions look like to you? Does it look like traveling across the ocean to a new country to spread the word? Or does it look like traveling across the street to approach your neighbor about Christ? Missions look different to everyone, but at the heart of missions is our motive and desire. So what should our motive be when we participate in missions? What should our desire be when we are engaged in missions? Verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you people. Our desire should be the desire of God to praise him. Extol him, worship him, exalt him, to laud him. Psalms was written as a poem. Psalms were praises to God. In fact, Psalms 113-118 through 118 are referred to as an Egyptian halal which were praises later create, uh, creating a connection to Passover. These psalms likely provided the hymns that Jesus and his disciples sang after the Passover meal. These psalms were created to praise God and to give him the honor, the glory, and the power. John Piper puts it this way, missions is not the ultimate goal of the church, worship is. Missions exist because worship doesn't. Worship is ultimate, not missions, because God is ultimate, not man. When this age is over, and the countless missions of the redeemed fall on their faces before the throne of God, missions will be no more. It is a temporary necessity, but worship abides forever. So what does that mean? In heaven there will be no missions, just praising, extolling, enjoying our love for God like we've never experienced it before. It will be awesome. One way we can praise God is through worship. When I think about what heaven will be like, I think back to when I was a teenager, and my dad and I went to Promise Keepers. So I'm dating myself a bit, (laughs) but RFK Stadium in the 90s felt like heaven to me, and it wasn't just because I was standing on the soccer pitch watching the event. It was because 10,000-plus men of all races and ages were singing, praising, and praying in unison for God, and it was amazing. The feeling of, that, of the Holy Spirit that day was palpable. And I remember it like it was yesterday because God allowed me to experience the Holy Spirit that day. We praise and extol Him because we love Him. We live for Him. So what's your desire, your purpose, when you, and your motive when you engage others in Christ? It's putting Him in front of everything else. Everything else in your life. Putting Him first and letting the Holy Spirit take the reins. So what is Missions to share our faith with the goal that unbelievers will come to worship God. Another important component of missions is personal testimonies. People who share their story about Christ in their life and how God changed them from a sinner to having their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. When I recall our Moldova trip, I think of the powerful testimonies that our team members gave. I think of the timeliness and impact of Jim Bolton and Chris Choate's testimonies at men's night. Sitting with over 15 gypsy men and Jim sharing the power of Christian fatherhood. I think of Chris Choate sharing his powerful testimony that night about his father and how he impacted his life and how God the Father works in his life. I think of Chucky and Bill Stern's testimonies on the last day at the orphanage and the tears of joy that overcame many of us as we got to see the impact of Bill and Chucky's testimony on our group. Lastly, I think of my testimony of how I was blessed for my mom and dad to raise me in a Christian home. I shared how I was prayed over and laid hands on a small group at our house as a young child, diagnosed with attention deficit disorder, regularly taking Ritalin. I remember shortly thereafter coming off Ritalin due to the power of prayer. I shared in my testimony how God healed me and changed my life due to the group laying hands on me and praying over me that night. The process of sharing is something that transforms your life. And I wish that you all have the opportunity to share your testimony someday. God will transform your world when you share your love for Christ with others. This is another form of praising God, sharing your testimony, which recharges you in the Holy Spirit. So what is missions? To share our faith with the goal that unbelievers unbelievers will come to worship God. I like to compare missions to hiking, something that I like to do in my spare time with three kids and a family. (laughs) An activity these days that allows me to breathe in and and thank God for the fullness of creation. You see, a hike is like a missions trip, as it has many stages. The start, you're full of energy, you're ready to go. The start of a missions trip is very exciting as well. The incline, you start going up the mountain, the quad burn with a slow and steady wilderness traverse or a sharp ravine trail getting to the top. Missions trips' agendas are at times very tough and require flexibility and patience, especially if I'm giving a lot of myself, but I don't necessarily see a response. The false peaks. Did I reach the top? No. Missions trips' false peaks can include letdowns from expectations, miscommunication from languages, Common frustrations. And then the summit itself. The elation, the perspective, and sense of achievement. On a mission trip, this usually comes toward the end of a trip when I have more perspective to see God working. And lastly, the decline. The trip is not over yet, but I'm starting to put together my stories and how I'm going to explain to people what I just saw. The various stages of a mission trip or a missions experience are like those of a hike. Allowing me to achieve his plan for my life through the ups and downs as I build my faith and perspective. Then all I have to worry about is keeping up with my hiking partner, Eric Hansen, who hiked Mount Katahdin and the Knife Edge that you can see in the middle with me that day. Point number two, why missions? Why we do missions? What's in in it for me? Why do I need to reach out to others? Here are three reasons that point to Psalms 117. We do missions because he loves us. Going back to the text, verse 2 reads, Extol him, for great is his love towards us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. John 3:16. 16, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He loves us better, deeper, stronger than any family members do. You're familiar with agape love. The Greek word agape means selfless, sacrificial Unconditional love, the highest of the four types of love in the Bible. We have experienced God's love, and now we can share this love with other people. If Jesus denied excuse me, if Jesus died for everyone, then everyone must be told. Two, we do missions because He commands us to. Matthew 28:18 through20, otherwise known as the Great Commission. Then Jesus came to them and said, "All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me." Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. The call demands a response. We are commanded to do missions, but the question is, where has God called you to do missions? What compels a person to leave the comforts and security of his home, family, friends to serve Christ in a foreign land? The call. Being a missionary is not a career choice based on human ambition. Saying yes to God's call means surrendering personal dreams and ambitions on the altar of commitment. For some, the call is dramatic and unforgettable. For others, it is the steadily growing realization that they have no other alternative but to spend their lives taking the gospel to those who wait to hear. To those he calls, what matters most is not results but simply obedience and faithfulness to him. Three. We do missions to grow spiritually. John Maxwell says, It's not what happens to me, it's what happens in me. When I share my testimony, it is deepening my own faith. Through missions, you get a chance to use your spiritual gifts. What are the spiritual gifts that you, ha- that you have that you can share through missions? A spiritual gift is a God-given capacity of every Christian to carry out his or her function in the body of Christ. If you don't know your own spiritual gifts, I encourage you to do a little research and develop your gifts in 2018. This will help you develop your walk and allow you to spiritually demonstrate your love for others. Why do we do local and international missions? Because He loves us, and we want to share our love through our spiritual gifts with others. Next point. Point number three, how do we do missions? Psalm 117 verse 2b For great is his love to us g- love for us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. King James version translates to for his merciful kindness is great towards us. God is faithful until the end, he promised us this. We are his hands and his feet. I don't think it's perfectly clear how Psalms 117 talks about how we do missions. So our answer is our, our answer to how we do how do we do missions? should be the same way that God reaches out to us with faithfulness. God is faithful to us in all things and all ways. And we are to reflect this by being faithful and doing missions. What does that mean to you? What does faithfulness in reaching people in the gospel mean to you? Romans 10, 15. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. When we go on mission for Christ, we bring the good news to all who we come in contact with. So what are the four key areas in which we focus on missions here at Grace Point? Number one, in your home. How do you do missions at home? Is that walking and talking to your neighbor about Christ? This past fall for me, it looked like picking up leaves in the yard with my neighbor and spending time with him. Spending enough time to hear what's going on in his life and to let him know that I will pray for his wife's new profession, which he had just shared with me. We meet neighbors out doing yard work. We meet neighbors walking their dogs. We meet neighbors running away from our boys as they race their bikes directly at them with no intention to stop. To love someone else enough that they can see your genuine, authentic self is when the Holy Spirit does amazing things. What are some of the names that come to you right now of people that you can pray for? People that you may have met that you can commit to praying for this upcoming year and invite them to share the gift that God gave you. How do we do missions at home? We engage our neighbors, our family, friends, and just start by talking to them. Two, local missions. How do we do local missions at Grace Point? Maybe missions for you looks like helping serve at Somebody Cares, New England and Haverhill, and all the numerous families from Grace Point that participate. This local mission continues to prosper as the Lord's hand continues to bring more volunteers and family from around the Merrimack Valley. Fostering deeper relationships with regulars at Somebody Cares through food distribution on the, last, on the thurs, last Thursday of every month and the pantry prep on the night on the Monday night before is where the need is greatest. God is indeed working at Somebody Cares in Haverhill. Just ask Bill McGowan and George what Christ is doing, and they will give you an earful of things that Christ is doing for Pastor Marlene and Lori Jane. So how do we do local missions? We share our grace and time with somebody cares. Three, international missions. How do we do inter- international missions at Grace Point? Our international missions at Grace Point currently support three missionary families, as you can see behind me. Oleg in Moldova, Frank in Panama, and Paul Borthwick, training leaders in various countries. We pour most of our resources into Moldova through Oleg and Marina Rituki's ministry. Oleg shared many of his needs with our team this past fall during his visit to Grace Point. The two Grace Point teams that have recently visited Moldova the last few years have been primarily focused on sharing their testimonies and reaching the word teaching the word through translators that teach our English into their Russian-Romanian-Gypsy dialects. These teaching skill sets are the most basic need that he has for teams that visit and to be flexible and patient as you communicate with children and adults through these translators. As Oleg's ministry and buildings grow, he does need construction teams that can help with his transition home building and remodeling. So uh, with so many of his youth transitioning into adulthood, the need for teachers that can teach sustainable trades like gardening and hydroponics, fabric, sewing, design, fixing bicycles, fixing cars, even leadership training are specific needs for Oleg. Pray that God tugs at your heart and urges you to share your skill sets with the people in Moldova that are so incredibly poor but so incredibly driven and hungry for the Word of God as we saw this past summer. We're sending another team over to Moldova in July of 2018 that will be led again by Sandy and Bill Stearns who did a great job managing our last trip. Talk to them if you're interested in going. Ask them how God strengthened their faith and how your faith can grow in 2018. Grace Point recently sent backpacks and money over to Moldova for our Christian Backpack program with the girls and boys in Oleg's various transition homes and the gypsy children that we met this past summer. We'll provide a brief video at the end of the sermon. Update from Oleg. The second family that we're supporting is Frank and Sylvia Savedris. As they restart their ministry to Panama through the Mission, Reach, uh, Reach Global Mission's partner, Reach Global, their need at the moment is prayer and financial support as he reaches 100%. Their mission in Panama is similar to that of Moldova. Working with local churches to reach the fatherless generation and a young people that, may, that many of the heads of the households are mothers who need guidance in Christ. Eventually, Frank would love us to send a team to Panama. In God's time, we would like to make this a reality. The third family that we support who comes and preaches annually at Grace Point is Paul and Christine Borthwick from Development Associates International. Paul leads and trains new leaders all over the world. So how do we do global missions? We are Christ's hands and feet in Moldova, along with financially supporting all three global missions partners. Our newest mission field in 2018 will be our new building at 25 Orchard Hill Road, just down the street. God's preparing our church for a new season as we enter a new building. We're very excited to see what God has in store for us. We will empower our small group leaders to get their groups involved and new building activities once our contractor moves forward with the build-out. We don't know exactly what that looks like right now, but it's safe to say that a lot of the painting and fix-it work that we've done to this building will be needed at our new facility. We will also repurpose some of our general mission's fiscal budget for our new building. God willing, generation after generation, will come and worship in this new building, so please get involved and help help us reach the lost in North Andover. Two simple things to remember when we are sharing through missions, no matter what that looks like to you. One, always ground your missions in prayer, either before or after serving. As we enter into a missions opportunity for Christ, we never know what stage we're coming in at. So pray that God uses you to strengthen his mission. Two, remember that God, remember what the gospel has done for you in your life. And don't hesitate to share the greatest gift that you can with someone that may want to receive Christ into their life for the first time, or simply rededicate their life to Christ. What does that look like? It's a simple prayer. It sounds like, "God, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart, as I want to give you my life going forward." As we come to an end, I want to re- revisit the elation, the perspective, and sense of achievement that comes when we reach the top of the summit or commit to missions. The discipline and extra work comes at a price but it's just a fraction of the price that Jesus paid for us on the cross. Missions is critical in transforming our walk with Christ, and I hope you all experience this at some level in 2018. We as a church need to go the distance to finish the hike and one day in heaven hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. If you remove the possibility of failure in your life, what would you attempt for Christ? At this point, before we close, let's show Oleg's video.
1: Grace Point Church, this is Oleg with New Hope of Eurasia. Happy New Year! We wish you God's blessings. Blessings upon your work, blessings upon your families, blessings upon your church as you minister to the community, as you're reaching people in the marketplace, in your community, just your neighbors. Thank you for being such an example to us. What an honor for us is to be able to look back at 2017 and say, praise God for this amazing partnership we have with you. Your people that you sent to us, they've been amazing representatives of yours. They represented you so well as a church, served with us together, impacted so many lives. We're so honored to partner, not only as an organization, but as a church to church. I'm so thankful to your leadership as a brotherly friendship that is being set up between us. It's such an amazing thing. I'm so honored to to know you as a church and to say thank you. 2017 has been a great blessing 25,000 kids in the camps and you participated into that God through you made it possible for many of them to come to know Jesus 18,000 gave their lives to Christ now churches local churches are setting up after-school programs kids clubs and ministry to their families if they have one I'd like to thank you also for the amazing generosity you expressed through Christmas backpacks Yeah, we, you know, and we are celebrating two Christmases, one on the 25th and the other one on the 7th of January. With your Christmas backpacks, with your big gift for Christ, we are targeting the second Christmas, January the 7th. When we're going to go to the community, we're going to go to the orphanages, we're going to bring the good news of Christ to those who don't have the joy and don't know yet this message of love of Christ. Thank you for making it possible, for empowering us, keep praying for this as we prepare to go. I'd like to challenge you with some opportunities for 2018 and encourage you to think and pray for the opportunity to go and make a difference locally and globally. Come to Moldova, come to serve with us. We have a couple of opportunities for you. One of it is camp. Again, camp is an amazing tool in God's hand. You've been part of it. You've seen the impact, not only in the kids, but in the entire community. We're looking at a stationary camp. We do day camps, but we also are looking into separate for boys or separate for girls, stationary camp, where we can bring the orphans and teach them life skills, put into them a week of the love of Christ, the message of Christ, and connect to them at a different level. I'd like to encourage you, Think about a camp, come and join us in that effort. The other opportunity is the medical missions. You, I know you've got some nurses, and I know in your community there is a way to be able to mobilize some nurses to come and serve. As you know, in 2017 we had over a thousand people in one week that the nurses saw them. And you know, it's a great vehicle to bring the gospel and meet physical needs. would like to encourage you nurses and Assistant, please think about an opportunity to come to Moldova and serve through a medical clinic. And another way, it is through building. I know you've got some great guys that know how to do it and ladies that know how to build, would like to encourage you to come and let's remodel some homes for those orphans that maybe live with their grandmas or grandpas in in a disastrous way, in a disastrous situation. Some of them, they need a remodeled house or even a situation of a house ground up built. We would like to encourage you to come. Think about coming to Moldova. Keep giving, keep praying, and keep coming.
0: Orwego always inspires us, doesn't he? (laughs) Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for hearing what's on my heart today. We praise you for your enduring love. We ask that you allow us to share that love with others as we build our faith in you, as Psalm 117 says. Thank you for the opportunity for us to stand in the gap and renew our commitment to missions in 2018 at home, in Haverhill at Somebody Cares, in Moldova this coming July, or at our new building. We ask that you allow us to give of ourselves and let your love strengthen our faith. We pray that you bless all of the ministries we discussed today. Let them continue to win souls for Christ. As a church, we are committed to compassion permanence in the missions we discussed today, and we are committed to building you up through relationships with the people we meet. In your name we pray. Amen.